Gentlemen, it's all good, man. The better. Better call Saul podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is Dave. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Whaley, Whaley, <laughs> because Whaley we're watching Kingdom of the Blue Whale. Is that Kingdom what this is? of the Blue Whale? Yeah, I'm assuming it's about blue whales. Yeah, <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> It's one of those names that, you know, actually is appropriate and applies to the show that you're watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I've never heard of it. They're trying to figure out how they birth and where they birth, and they want to see a baby blue. They just want to see those baby blues. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> I am digging Um, I am digging the guy with the clip-on sunglasses over his regular glasses. <laughs> well, he is a scientist. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like a prerequisite. <laughs> so he does have the wide brim hat and the uh, the microphone tucked into the corner of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's up with that, man? I, I guess that's how he communicates to the other fishermen, scientists, <laughs> fishermen. Those other the opposite of what they're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Ahab. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of this jackass on TV. Uh, we are talking about episode 503 of Better Call Saul called This Guy for This. The Guy for This. Yeah, that's what I said, dude. <laughs> the Guy <laughs> for This. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Opening scene. Uh, kind of creepy, right? Yeah, ants on the ice cream. Yeah. And then one of them screamed. To Apparently you. ants also scream for ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I just really dug the yodeling music. Yeah, that was... It, mood mood setting yeah yeah they uh i i mean ants converge on stuff but do they converge like that maybe. i guess in this show they do maybe in desert climates i think this is supposed to be like a metaphor for all the problems that are accumulating in in people's worlds mm. they're all piling up nice and all having a bite nice yes what like kind of ants were those though Huh? I wonder what, what kind of ants they were. Were they fire ants? I don't know. You don't want to fuck with fire ants, man. I got, I got, no. I got fucked up by fire ants once, and then I ran and jumped in a pool. Yeah. Nobody told me that that doesn't bother ants. So then I was in a pool <laughs> <laughs> trying to get these ants off me. It sucks so no, bad. Trying not to drown and trying not to feel pain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One way or another, I, I think I was just destined to die. But, but you know what? But you didn't. I didn't. You showed so. those ants who's boss. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we have the scale intro. The scales of justice. Yeah. Nothing uh, Nothing major happening there. <laughs> <laughs> same, it is as the, same as it is every season <laughs> in the third episode. All right. Let's jump back and, uh, to the show proper since we, <laughs> since we just kind of yada yada over that whole deal. So Okay. So I guess that's kind of like the way I would describe this entire episode, right? Like it, it seemed like it went on forever, mm-hmm. not in a bad way. No, it was engrossing. Yeah, I did like it. It it seemed like one, it went on forever, and nothing kind of crazy happened. So I feel like it was just setting up a bunch of, uh, which we say a lot, foreboding events. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's just kind of the mo of the show, right? Yeah. It's, it's always like it's the, the slowest of burns. It's the ultimate. 
<laughs> Unlike fire ants, this has a slow burn. Nah, nice, See, nice, full circle right there. Yeah, I like that. That was good. That was good. Good, yeah. nice. And this episode brings a couple things full circle, actually. Explain, mm-hmm. like the sweet ass steering wheel on. <laughs> that, that is a full circle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Lalo racing around the racetrack or on a full right, circle. Exactly. It was very, um, very reminiscent yeah. of uh, cars. <laughs> uh, Nacho when thinks his dad uh, wants to sell it to the guy that wants to make it a tire shop. Tires are full circles. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hank's belly. Hank's belly. <laughs> that's, that's full circle. Like half moon. <laughs> <laughs> I did say when he walked in, he's like, I know that belly. Anyway. You did. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was good seeing him again, though. Yeah. It was almost too obvious. Yeah. So I guess that explains how they were familiar with each other. And uh, Right. That's what I was, I was thinking. That I, I don't know if we talked about that before, but. I thought we had said that. Like, it makes a lot of sense to bring in Hank because mm-hmm. he has an established prior relationship with Jimmy in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Sorry, with Saul. Saul, yeah. That that playful disdain they have for each other. That's right. really not playful. I just threw that word in there. Right. So the, the first thing there, um, they bring Jimmy <laughs> to a, a garage out in the middle of uh, nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did that whole thing where like the fish out of water, and then mm-hmm. nobody explains anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, which I I don't know. I I feel like that's done a lot. Uh, but I I always like in scenes like that where they have the one guy just waiting by the door for somebody to show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, like, like that guy is just on the dole, <laughs> just <laughs> waiting for whoever it is to arrive, just to close it, and then they just leave. Well, I what the guy that closed the door, he just leaves. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's the. Uh... The bodyguard or the mission you know, complete. <laughs> the doorman, yeah. It's literally in the title, doorman. Yeah. yeah. So although but, I did like the way they did this scene. Like no. I know it's kind of a standard scene, but I like the way they did it. Oh like nobody talked for a while. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just kind of waiting to see who's gonna speak first. Right. And then they just they let the mouth do it. Right. And everybody was so shiny. Yeah. Because it's you know, New Mexico in the summer. Right. Ice cream is melting. They were glistening. Yeah, glistening. They were glistening and perspiring. Yeah. And it was a good callback to kind of remind people what, what happened, you know, like Saul mm-hmm. dealt with Tuco mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, like the, the, they addressed the whole thing, the, the biznatches. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then they all, you know, uh, Tuco, I knew would have skinned him, but, you know, you mm-hmm. you you blah, 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 and they walk away. And he's like, right, well, right, yeah. They rolled away. I did. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did like the blah, blah, blah line. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was nice. Uh, I like Lalo's condescending tone towards Saul mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, he knows, especially he's like, you'll make time for us, you know. Right, yeah. Later on in the episode, but yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I also love how it was played where um, Saul was trying to, was trying to back out of the the whole situation mm-hmm. by giving what he would perceive to be a ridiculous amount of money. Right. <laughs> and then Lalo was just like, oh, well, here's 8,000. Let me just round up for you. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping he'd go like way higher. Like, like he'd be like, oh, that's going to be like 150,000. Well, it is 50% off. Well, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, uh, yeah, gave him a $75 tip. Yeah. And Lalo got to say the title in the first scene. He did. You're the guy for this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I slacked on that one. I didn't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we did preview with the prior, mm-hmm. though, like the obvious choice was that uh, from the description, like Sal 
takes on whatever. Oh, the yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uncharted territory. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which, which I, it was because it's the first time he's been used as a tool to, right? You know, communicate between criminal elements, mm-hmm. which is, which is fine. And I kind of thought that was kind of what it would be when I read the episode description for pre yeah. prior. But I, I, I was just kind of hoping that, like, um, while I always knew that was going to go that way, I was just kind of hoping something like way out of left field would happen. Yeah. And then somehow do. it would all tie back. <laughs> we always I mean? hope it's out of left field, but no, it's perfectly set up by the previous episode. Right. And it'll, it'll obviously turn out way better. <laughs> way, way better. Although, um, you know what this does confirm? Hmm. The ineptitude of the Albuquerque Police Department, because remember we thought it was going to be like, they let Nacho go so they could yeah, trail him, like, and so that's how Hank would come in? No, they nope, totally... didn't happen at all. <laughs> he got away with it. It's <laughs> <sighs> so lame. I'm, that's still so lame. It is. <laughs> I mean, it it's, is. it's cool, because I get what they're going for, but it's lame at the same time. ABQPD, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> we cut to... Uh, Mike at the bar. I didn't even pick up that was that was him at first. Like you said it like as soon as the scene started. You don't recognize the back of that neck? No, I don't know. I might I have or I might have been back. writing something down. It's one thing I noticed. It's bellies and backs and necks. Yeah. Because I got a big one of both accounts. <laughs> That's kind of what you're into. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Mike makes the bartender take down the postcard of the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, that took me a minute to realize that it was it was making him think about Werner. Mm-hmm. His dad designed it or built it or something like that had something to do with it well yeah he had a connection to it he talked about the sydney opera house see i and that's why i don't like when you when you look on the internet and all that other stuff like that's why i don't like and i'm not even a smart person (laughs) (laughs) but like how people didn't realize that like it seems like a lot of people really didn't realize that mike had made an actual connection with werner right i did it it was totally but a lot of people didn't like. I feel yeah. like when when you read people talk about like the episode, like they didn't, they didn't make that connection. Yeah, and I thought it was pretty obvious that they they were kind of becoming buddies. Well, that's why that scene at the end of last season was so tragic, right? Because it was like it was like old Yeller, but like yeah, except he wasn't rabid; he was just homesick, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, but I mean that's essentially what it was. Like you got to yeah. put down your buddy, and Mike right. Mike doesn't strike me as somebody who has a bunch of friends so it's probably the closest mm-hmm. it's probably the especially after shutting everybody out after the death of his son mm-hmm. presumably you know so it was like the closest human connection that he's made in a while and then he yeah. was forced to end it violently at his own hand old werner yeah <laughs> come back werner <laughs> best dog on construction guy in the west yeah so mike leaves the bar and uh Happens across some scallywags and roughnecks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm. Uh, at first, I was like, "Damn it, are they going to show Mike beating the ass of all these people?" I totally thought that's where they were going to go. Is full Batman? Yeah, full Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he went slight Batman. Right, full Batman, and, and knocking the shit out of like all like eight of the guys that were there. But so I'm glad <laughs> they restrained themselves. Right, <laughs> in uh, in that respect. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was cool that Mike managed to break the guy's arm. Take a punch to the face, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, mean, I uh, it would have been more realistic if all those people would have jumped in. <laughs> well, may, or is it? I mean, muggers are pussies sometimes. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I guess that's true. It just showed their true colors. Mm-hmm. 
They don't realize how inept the Albuquerque Police Department is. <laughs> I do like the uh, stepping on his victim as he walked by. <laughs> like was that I, what the, I thought he just stumbled because he was drunk. It was like drunk Mike, sober Mike, whoops some ass, and then drunk Mike's back. Oh, no. I, I, I thought he stepped on him like as a, like oh. an insult to injury like as he walked away. Or injury to injury. If you will. Injury yes. to insult. Injury. Oh, nice. Mm. You put that game down, flipped it, and reversed it. And reversed it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how he reversed that dude's arm behind his yeah back. so so here's where i think the bad the uh the uh the ruffian messed up because he pulled the classic um punch you get punch him in the face first well that obviously a smart move but mm. he he did the whole like grab him by the shoulder and mm. turn him around yeah should just sucker punch him what yeah. <laughs> right? honor amongst thieves dude Honor amongst thieves. Well, they didn't know Mike was a thief. He would have got more money if he would have just like if he just would have knocked him out cold when he turned his back on him. He could have taken his wallet, and then they could have went and got some nice gelato. I do like the. Person, uh, I bet you got scones. twenty bucks on you, and he's just like, I got more than twenty bucks. Yeah, like taunting them, yeah. <laughs> like basically daring them. Do something. I'm in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> he he did go half Batman. He did, not the full Batman, but not the full Batman. But he he went, he, he went bat. He, <laughs> He went bat hyphen. Bat hyphen. There, there was no go. man. There was, it was just bat hyphen. Uh, Jimmy and Kim are on the balcony popping some bars. That's right. Celebrating what's obviously not going to happen the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like this. This you know this scene sets up the later scene. So I, I appreciate it more after the show than like, in the scene. It's kind of like. Mm. Weird, uncomfortable, what, what, you know, the the good for Saul line. You're yeah, like, oh, there's, best there's a lot bitch. of like set piece scenes in this mm -hmm. episode, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like not a lot of crazy shit happens. It's just like a bunch of foundation building. Right. You know, because we even right. talked about that when we were watching it. We're like, man, I didn't really write a bunch of notes. Usually right. my notes are like five, six pages and I got three. Yeah. <laughs> I have one and a half. Usually I have two. But less is more, right? Well, yeah, I, I definitely found myself watching and engaging mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of paying attention. Yeah, it wasn't a lot to talk about. but And, and I will say overall of uh, things that happened, like this this episode I feel was way better than last week's episode. I was just going to say that actually. Like this feel, felt more like a Better Call Saul episode, I guess. Mm -hmm. like, the writing felt more true to what's been going on the last four years. Right. Four plus years at this point. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So they're both just kind of celebrating Jimmy uh celebrating his awesome eight thousand dollars. Saul's awesome. His Saul's Saul's, awesome. Saul's biggest day yet. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, kinda. I was kinda hoping he'd just shoot it out of the water though. Be like two hundred thousand dollars and then they would just like throw it at him. <laughs> or even better yet, just tell him to fuck off and basically like, No, you're gonna do this or we'll kill you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, actually I really did I, I did think like what if Lalo just kind of throws the money at him like throws it on the ground mm -hmm. but then I was like yeah that's not really his thing like he is it's more of a power move to just hand it to you and then just be like you know there's more for that like we're, we got you you're in now yeah you know? you're one of us One once in all in what did Nacho say something like that yeah well, like once you're in you're in or something yeah like once that. you're yeah. in you're in and when you're out you're out and when you're only halfway out you're neither out nor in <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> an actual song. You never heard that song? Yeah. But that's when you're up, you're up, and when you're down, you're down. Right. I knew where you were going with it. You're either halfway up. 
At first, I thought yeah, you were going with the hokey pokey there ah. <laughs> quickly, but I, I got where you were going with that. So, again, another scene, not a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a fun interaction while they mm-hmm. were enjoying the vista view of the apartments across the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Looking, probably looking for couples doing it in the windows or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Which, you know, I mean, if you're going to do that, you need like a binoculars at least. Right. That's how the pros do it. <laughs> then we, then we cut to a scene of me trying to solve a Rubik's cube <laughs> at the notch home. <laughs> at the notch home. <laughs> <laughs> this is also <awesome> bowl because <laughs> you keep your nacho in it. Right, I get it. Yeah, yeah. See, I get it. Say clever, clever. No, yeah, that's. I I believe one time I did try to solve a Rubik's cube like that. Mm-hmm. Just smash it apart and try to reassemble it. Yeah. Funny story. It doesn't go back together. No, and it has like the weird like thing in the middle, the the mechanism that yeah. makes it all. So like those are those are Nacho's like concubines, right? Is that what I that guess? Is? Yeah, like that's probably like his girlfriend and then a friend or her friend, because she was tweaking obviously, but it didn't seem like Nacho and the other girl were tweaking. Yeah. No. So I I I was under the assumption like, yeah, that was like maybe a customer friend doing the drugs, and then Nacho's just hanging out, trying not to be annoyed by her. Yeah, I, I took it as like like he's kind of becoming like a playboy and just has, you know, like his. He does have the playboy mansion. Yeah, yeah. It, it is uh, if uh, South Park has taught me correctly, you know, like his bottom bitch, <laughs> which is the main <laughs> bitch. Ah, yeah, that is your bottom bitch. Mm. Or the side. So the the girl playing the Rubik's cube, I think, would be the side chick. She's the side chick. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. The girl on the couch is the main squeeze. Mm-hmm. She's she's couch level. Yeah. Yeah, you know. She's I, right hand, man. I did not anticipate when they were knocking on the door. I didn't did not anticipate it was his father. No. No. But I did like I just wanted to give a special shout out. I like the puzzle thing. I thought that was pretty clever. Cuz like, like she's busy and wants to disassemble everything so he gives her a puzzle and she just like starts staring at the pieces. It's like my family at a Christmas party. Like when everybody gets restless, she just busts out the thousand piece puzzle and just keeps everybody occupied for like four hours. <laughs> right, like killing time. Yeah. Yeah. It just blew her mind, man. Yeah. Just but blew her mind. The 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 part with his dad got me thinking that because we kind of poked fun at the whole like they're playing poker and the random dude showed up. Mm-hmm. I think his dad was a little more clever. Like that's probably what spurred him to go confront Nacho after mm-hmm. the the offer on the shop and he's like you know well you got random people showing up to my poker game you know yeah he, he's been trying to get nacho to get out of it more weird stuff's happening all of a sudden there's an offer for his business yeah nacho's dad is kind of one of my favorite characters of the show yeah yeah i, I think we agree on that like he well i mean in a show full of like uh ne'er-do-wells he's the only virtuous <laughs> one yeah. of the few virtuous well, people him and uh, howard hamlin kind of I was a good dude. Yeah, but you haven't seen a lot. We haven't seen a lot of them. In three episodes, we saw like 30 seconds of them. Yeah, I know. I wonder if Jimmy's ever going to go to lunch with him. I'll bet he does in episode four. (laughs) Four? Hamlin's due for for, um, an appearance. It's a screen time, man. Yeah, right? Missing that smile. Right. Missing the PFABs. The handsome son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Do you think his dad was right? That he sent... That's Nacho's money. That he's trying to get... 
he's trying to buy his dad out so his dad can skip town so that we yeah, can absolutely. Can also well, run. absolutely because he he basically was there to have his son look him in the eye and, and tell him otherwise, but he didn't tell him otherwise. That's true. He just kind of stared blankly, and and his dad basically called him a coward. Yeah, right. Because he, he he said basically what the plot is is if he can retire and move away, then Nacho can run because his dad would be safe because his dad runs away, so Nacho can run away from right kind of the mess that he got him in. And his dad was kind of pissed because in a way he's using him as his like safety blanket. Yeah. And there's something about those two. I like the scenes with those two. Mm-hmm. They, they're really good. Those two play well off each other. They're great. Yeah. They're great scenes. I wonder if they have some sort of special relationship or something that they've acted together for. Or yeah. Whatever I, it is. I, I think his dad's completely 100% in the right. Cause Nacho really kind of fucked himself cause he's playing both sides. He, mm-hmm. he, uh, not by choice. I mean, he's been forced into the situation. Right. But like self-preservation, right? Right. Exactly. And really, that's a pretty ingenious idea. Try to try to trick trick the one thing that you actually legitimately care about, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the safe, you know. To, Trying to gaslight his dad into <laughs> doing take, his bidding, you know. To take the safe route. And then, <laughs> and then it kind of backfired on him because it but you got to respect his dad because his dad still loves him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Still and he calls him. him out. He doesn't just let him get away with the bullshit. Yeah. He does call him out, and he's it's not the first time he's had to do that. And he was super polite, too. Yes. To the... Amber or whatever her yeah. name. He even said it in English. Yeah, he did. It was a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. A polite, astute gentleman. That's right. Yep. I wonder if she heard the conversation. It, it looked like she understood it. Right, because she was like, I couldn't tell dishes. if it looked like she understood it or just or she, heard it, but doesn't like she speak. she got the tone of it. Yeah, like she knew like some. It's like when somebody's talking about you and you walk into a room and you know <laughs> you right. don't know what they said, but you know that they're like right. talking about something they don't necessarily want you to hear. Exactly. Yeah, kind of the same deal. Like every time I walk into a room, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> For Dave, that's just called life. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just life. Yep. Kim's in court with uh, young Gina Davis. Yeah. <laughs> the judge denies her emotion. This was the chick that like attacked her grandmother or her mother-in-law or something, right? Yeah, something like that. I honestly don't remember the the case, but and then gets a call from Mesa Verde, which which I think I, I mentioned in preview with the prior. Yeah, you you called that. Kim's... Well, I thought it'd be some sort of like embezzlement, but it wasn't. It was just kind of some crazy old guy who refuses to leave the land that he leased. Right. They from... needed Kim's persuasion. Yeah. It wasn't about it. No. No, uh, Wilford Brimley was not about giving up his land. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's not his land to give up. That's true. That old chestnut. Well, I guess it kind of is for another 70 years or whatever. But, yeah, well, they, they explained that all in the show. Yeah, and then he is the buyout contract. of fair market value plus $5,000. My My dad and my brother's best friend both just went through this. Literally, what do you mean? Years, a couple years ago, their their land got bought out. I think they got eminent domain actually. And Your they dad had did. Deal, yeah, they had a deal with a company coming in, saying, "Here's fair market value plus extra. Get off this land. It's warehousing now." Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Did your dad own the land, or did he? He actually, they actually owned it. Him and uh, my brother's friend, who was right around the corner, which is they were like five hundred feet from each other, but. There are two different companies buying their land. Really? But they both end up selling their land, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. That's progress here in Chicagoland. 
Well, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> warehouses as far as the eye can see. Warehouses as far as they just had a vote in town. Uh, well, we're not in Chicago, but you know, yeah, around here, it's it's happening. It's awesome. So that story is happening a lot. There are people refusing to give up their land, and you know, mm-hmm. the government's just like, no, it's this is uh, eminent domain. It's ours. Yeah, but they do give you fair market value. They do treat you fairly. Well, yeah, and just I mean, kick you out and throw your stuff on the curb like, <laughs> you know, like a bitter girlfriend. Right. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Still mad about that. Saul meets Crazy Eight in jail. That happened. <laughs> I lost my space on my notes. Sorry. Yeah. I literally have nothing for this scene. Yeah, that was it. He pretty much said, hey, I'm your lawyer now, and how good are you at memorization? It was a very quick scene. Right, which sets up the next scene. As soon as somebody, if I was in that position, as soon as somebody busts in and says, I'm your lawyer, I'd be like, sweet. Yeah, hope you're good with memorization. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> uh, and I, I wasn't entirely sure if the way the next scene was going down was what they had just discussed. Like, did Crazy Eight go rogue, or was he following what Jimmy told him to do? The whole... The whole deal. Well, before that... uh, Before that, uh, I guess I just wanted to point out, because it kind of cut, and this is where you said that you you recognize Hank's belly. Yep, I don't recognize that belly anywhere. Yeah, it's good to see. Is this the first, like, new cameo from Breaking Bad? Of this season? Yeah. I believe so. I think it would be, right? I believe so. Which would make sense because the show's kind of coming to its own. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot. Not even a cameo. I mean, that's major plot point now. Right, yeah. So I guess it's not really... But I guess appearance. Like, like first. They, they just sent the DEA on a goose chase, you know. Yeah. To, to track down to play both sides here. Yeah. So Hank can go mess up here. Which is super, super, super sweet. Yeah, because we kept talking about Hank, but we, we we never talked about Gomez. Yeah. And he was always there. Yeah. So, cool. Great hand man. I like that they were talking about expired food. Right. And how uh, Marie was kicking him out of the house to, like, to throw shit away at midnight because it expired. And then... Like, <laughs> I, I kind of missed that part glossed over. So it's like, like today's the 28th. Mm-hmm. And it expires the 29th. So at midnight, he was making her, she was making him throw right, it Right. Yeah. Because he was, he was basically <laughs> bitching about his wife. But he was like, you know, like just because it says like expired food, mm-hmm. is it really that bad? Because at midnight, you know, Marie was making me throw away expired stuff as if the food would just know that it crossed over midnight yeah. and instantly become bad. Turns into a pumpkin. Yeah. And I love their dynamic because they're like an old married couple because mm-hmm. like Gomez is half listening. And then when he tries to contribute that once he found, <laughs> it, you know, his point was, it's no big deal because I once ate, <laughs> instead, <laughs> I once ate a thing of vanilla frosting that was expired mm-hmm. and I'm still here, which, and, <laughs> and he's like, what? He was basically like, I was trying to contribute to the conversation. Right. Like, because they, they're they both like passively talking past each other. Right. Like, he's trying to contribute, even though Hank is bitching about his wife. Mm-hmm. And then Hank sees that as like a stupid contribution because he's like, you know, and Hank's like, he's like what? We're not talking about like you doing this. Right. <laughs> you doing this. Also, why would you eat an entire thing of frosting? <laughs> <laughs> this is like how we do our podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I could see, I, I would, I would be down for a Hank and Gomez show. 
Only if they act like an old married couple like that the entire <laughs> the entire time. Just a bunch of bickering. Like they don't even have to it's solve solve crimes. It would just be, <laughs> it would just be <laughs> it would just be about their relationship of they were probably all excited at first when they started, you know, being partners with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then over the years. <laughs> There's a show like that, isn't there? Where it's like cops or something. There's probably but, like a million shows like that. Well, but they never actually show them on the case. It's all the stuff in between cases. It's like their dynamic, but it never shows their actual job. It's always like the dynamic behind the scenes. I, I would uh, I would think there's probably like pretty, a, yeah, pretty good. a million of them. But Which, either way. You, and you just reminded me, though, we didn't talk about it on Preview the Pride. This is a total left turn. I'm going to digress here for a minute. Okay. The The... Somebody made a mention, tweeted us about they feel that maybe the Gene scenes are setting up another show. Mm-hmm. What if that was the half an hour sitcom? <laughs> Gene? Because they thought Better Call Saul that was originally going to be a half an hour sitcom. Mm-hmm. What if Gene's going to be the half an hour sitcom? I'd be down for that too. I'd like I'd like totally. a Gene the movie. But I guess we'll have to Ooh. I guess we'll have to see how Gene on the big screen. <laughs> big screen Gene. <laughs> big screen Gene. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see how things conclude. Yeah, but that's going to be like two years from now. Right. <laughs> Tune in 2024 for <laughs> the conclusion of Gene's story. I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll throw a loop because now that they have to speed up, maybe they'll throw a loop and we'll get a little bit more Gene before the season's up. We always hope and we're always it's, denied. No. Always denied. And I think it'd even be cool if it was filmed in black and white the entire time. It would be cool. Silent movie, actually. Yes, not a lot of talking in that. One little, one one solo piano. Yeah. Sets up shop in the corner of the theater, just like the vaudeville days. Yeah, see, I'd, yeah. I'd be game for that, as opposed to Stephen. Stephen. Stephen Hank. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was about halfway through this scene that I started realizing that, like, this was the plan. Mm-hmm. I thought Crazy Abe, he's like, I want to talk. I was like, oh, great, he's going to ruin it. Here's some more drama. But then it's like, oh, wait, no, this is exactly what they talked about doing. It's right. all acting. Yeah. And I'm gonna, again, I wouldn't be able to do any of that. I'd be like, oh, no, yep. you're the lawyer, man. How about you remember this? And then you talk on my behalf because I'll get us both killed. Right. <laughs> oh, I like that, too. And Saul's like, you're killing me. Because this is before I was like, oh, crap, he is killing Saul. Like, yeah. He's going to speak. He's going to blow the whole thing. They're going to blame Saul. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to deal with that fallout. Obviously not going to kill him. It's pretty much like the same scam that he he pulled with Kim, acting as he was yeah. part of the prosecutor's office, and they were arguing in the hallway. Pretty much, but they were like four feet away, so I have a hard time believing that. <laughs> right, <laughs> that Hank and uh, uh, yeah, I love the like, give us a minute, and you just like turn the other way, mm-hmm. and as I'm proving right now, you can still hear what I'm talking. Right, <laughs> but I'm not looking at this. Is like the same proximity as in the show. Yeah, and uh, even if I lower my voice, you still understand what I'm saying. Right, exactly. And uh, their their whole little thing is make a make a contingency plan. Mm. Basically, what they did is they made it so their guy is kind of protected. They're setting somebody up, presumably one of their rivals, right? Mm-hmm. And also, it allows them to keep keep tabs on the DEA. Exactly, and that's, it's not just the DEA to keep tabs on them. He wants to keep tabs on the DEA, right? Which I thought he was gonna kind of overplay his hand a little bit when he when he was like, um, "No questions asked." Ah, like you're, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you know, you're in charge of him. No questions asked. But then he covers it up with the whole like, 
you got to protect them. Yeah. You can't just like throw it out there. There's a snitch running around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gets a confidential informant. Right? Confidential? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, not a snitch. No. Confidential informant. Right. Exactly. Whitey Bulger. Exactly. If you will. Exactly. So, (laughs) Kim meets Paige at the tractor factory. Knocks on a fort constructed out of popsicle sticks. <laughs> and Mike Ehrman Trout's <laughs> older brother answers the door. <laughs> That's how we read the scene anyway. Right. <laughs> and I do like I, I do like the attention to detail where it was a very hastily constructed fence made of mm-hmm. obvious like fence sections that they bought at like Home Depot. Right. And there wasn't even any like solid post in the ground. That's like look out my back door right now. That's exactly what you'll see. <laughs> Except that's like drywall and poster board in my yard my <laughs> but there wasn't like any like four by four post it was like they right. hammered in two by fours and then nailed the fence to that i thought exactly. that was like an excellent attention to detail that's anything this show does super super right. well especially especially when you figure out that this is a guy he's like the last holdout mm-hmm. he's like the last holdout and that was like his security fence right <laughs> he probably yeah, like two shitty cars. He probably brought the slice of fence like strapped to the top of his car. <laughs> hey, man, if you drive down Route 53 out of Joliet and you drove past the racetrack, you see those guys mm-hmm. where the berm is built around the house. They just refuse to move, put up some crappy barriers. So they're just like, all right, we'll just build the berm around your house. The noise, you know, noise mounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mounds of earth. Reminded me of that. And uh, one thing we always notice, Kim Ponytail. On, on point. point, yeah. <laughs> Kind of like that, though. Like, she snapped. Snaps off. That's exactly what I wrote. Kim snapped off. Yeah. Because he tried to call her out for being a certain type of person that she's not. Right. You know, she didn't come from money. She worked hard. She Nothing's given to her. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't be goddamned if he's going to talk to her like that. Right. And that that was, uh, I, I took that as this, uh, kind of a result of, like, the stress and inner, like, turmoil that she's experienced by by her internal conflict Ooh, of she wasn't even there. supposed to be there today well yeah she so was literally celebrating the day before that she didn't have to deal with mesa verde right now she's dealing with total bs that and, anybody could honestly do and she was doing true honest justice work because she was working right. pro bono exactly so she was excited to be doing something which good, is like her thing which made it hit even even harder right when he basically called her out and was like, well, you're the kind of person that goes to like the soup kitchen on Thanksgiving to make yourself feel better for being an asshole the rest of your life. That even went over my head. Yeah. Yeah. And I she, mean, she literally left pro bono work it, that she cared about to go do this. Right. So it like hits home because yeah. like she justifies anything else that she does because she's, she's, you know, she's helping the downtrodden by working pro bono. Right. And then he just, he just kind of like twist a knife just enough mm-hmm. <laughs> to make her flip out. Mm hmm. And then I and then she drives away, and uh, never to be seen again. It was it was a weird ending for Kim. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened to Kim. Wrap up. That's a wrap on Kim. Folks. That's a wrap on Kim. <laughs> Before we get to that, though, she actually makes a return. But but uh, Saul is at the dirt track watching Lalo do time trials or some shit. Yeah, just not the new carburetor. He just adjusted. That's what he was working on when. Uh, you know, Jimmy goes brought to him in the first scene. Yeah, I didn't know that Radiator Springs was so close to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I didn't either. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Cars joke. <laughs> so stupid. Have you ever seen Cars? No. There's a scene in Cars, like the big crux of the movie is that the Lightning McQueen, the main car, mm. figures out how to drive on a dirt track. Oh. 
and you know you got to turn left to go right because he's trying to drift on a dirt track without losing traction. That's right. And it happens out in the middle of nowhere in a desert, mm. just outside of the town of Radiator Springs. Okay. Yeah, I have kids. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't. I have kids, and I'm I just still gonna watch put most animated movies, but I've just never seen cars or planes or trucks or boats. Yeah, you're not missing much. Uh, I'm sure the rest of those three suck. Uh, cars is probably the worst <laughs> Pixar movies next to a good dinosaur. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I love dinosaurs, and a good mm-hmm. dinosaur fucking sucks. What about the movie Dinosaur? Well, it's just called Dinosaur. So, I guess just on a side note, I remember when that movie was going to come out way back when, and it was kind of, um, it was kind of advertised as it was like this big CGI dinosaur movie about like dinosaurs or in the extinction event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember being so disappointed when I found out that they talked throughout the entire movie. <laughs> like, really? Like I thought it would be. Like I thought it would be time? like. Huh. Like Land Before Time style talking? Yeah, they like talk. Mm. I don't think they sing, but like everybody has their personalities. There's like the big goofy guy and then like the three troubles. It's like every it's like every animated movie, like the people you have, in, except for they're talking dinosaurs. Mm. And it really ruins the entire movie because it would be so much cooler if it was just like dinosaurs and like, a, you know, like silent. like or, Maybe like or a narrator. Speechless. Maybe even a narrator. Yeah, I think like, they could have done it without it. But like have Morgan Freeman narrate that. Yeah. He did March the Penguins quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Penguins don't talk. That's true. That's true. But in dinosaurs, they talk, mm. and it sucks. <laughs> Although the dinosaur ride at Disney World was pretty top notch. Really? Yeah, I have never it. been to Disney. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I like it. I don't support Disney. Oh, you do. <laughs> you watch ESPN. You, you support breathe, Disney. You breathe there. I don't watch ESPN actually. Do you watch Fox? Nope. Liar. ABC. No. Telemundo. No. Shut up, Dave. I have a subscription to Disney Plus. No, you watch Star Wars. I have a subscription to Disney Plus. Oh, so you totally support Disney. I watched all the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I've been making Mandalorian jokes. You're part of the problem. That's right. Baby Yoda rant. You heard it. Baby what? My baby Yoda rant. You heard it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, yes, I support Disney, but I've never been to a theme park. You A, a Disney theme park? A Disney a theme, theme park. There's oh. more than one. I will say Disney theme parks are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Well, we did go one time. We went to Legos, and we had Guinnesses outside Disney World. Oh, yeah. That that was at uh, Downtown Disney, which is now called Disney Springs. There you go. Yeah. Was that near Radiator Springs? <laughs> yeah, near a dirt track. <laughs> Where Lightning McQueen was teaching Lalo how to, <laughs> how to adjust his carburetor by driving in circles or some shit. Well, Larry the Cable Tow Truck makes snide remarks. Mm-hmm. I do remember he was in it. So the whole point of that thing was the whole you're in. Once you're in, you're in. You know, and Saul explains how he kind of used that whole whole ordeal to like protect them, give them information, and mm-hmm. then to set up whoever, quote unquote, whoever they were trying to set up. Right. Um, I would like to. <laughs> I would like to note that in my notes, and uh, totally unintentionally, I wrote the quote: "When you're in, you're in." But what I wrote was, "When you're in, comma, you are I N E." So stupid. I don't even know why I did that. (laughs) You're in, you're in. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And there was nothing even. (laughs) It's just my brain was just like, oh, I guess that could be shorthand. (laughs) Audio eye roll right now. There you go. Although you did also have to have the, uh, you know, my schedule's getting really full. And he's like, you'll make time. 
Yeah. That's Lalo just. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Knife. Yeah, like you're. Yeah. Pretty much, it was like a "we own you." Right. Totally. And you totally. can't like dispute it because see, this again is where he fucked up and he didn't go for a higher amount of money. Yep. Because now I I feel like he can't. He set a bar. Right. And now every day his day rate has been established at eight thousand dollars. Well, yeah, I guess if it's a day rate, that's not a bad deal. That's a pretty good chunk of money. Eight thousand dollars times five working days a week, presumably. Hmm. I don't think any client really demands your time 40 hours a week. Those kind of clients do. Yeah. You know? If you're on a retainer. Yeah. I guess that's true. See, that's what I would... You, you should have established a retainer. It's I eight, thought they were gonna actually going to do that. I thought that was actually going to be part of the negotiations when they were like, what's the so? rate? Like, something like that. And it, I, I, I was just totally anticipating them when it was like $7,925. And mm-hmm. then, like, they were probably just going to be like, here's 10,000 as a retainer or something mm. like that's where I thought they were going to go but instead they scoffed at his stupid his stupid number and gave him a $75 tip yeah like he, he tried to make it legit by throwing out like a very specific number I don't, I don't think he tried to make it legit I think he tried to make it so ridiculous that in his mind they wouldn't take him because that's a large amount of money mm-hmm. but since they're like drug kingpins he just like whipped it out of his wallet right that kind of money doesn't fit in a wallet that requires a money clip uh <laughs> Plus, it's so much more classy. I can't even put that put that many singles in my wallet. Eight thousand? Yeah. No, I mean like, <laughs> even if he had hundreds, that's eighty bills. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's true. I totally have like the George Costanza wallet going on. It's like mostly um, like you got your like spine like spine problems from sitting off crooked. <laughs> no, I can't even sit on it. I just like fold it and carry it with me like it's a fucking purse. <laughs> I'm a front pocket wallet person. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. I've never I, understood I, people that put a wallet in their back pocket. No. I've always no. put it in my front pocket. Theft risk. Butt aches. I don't like sitting on a wallet. That just, I was always found it super uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I always got so many fat stacks of cash on me. Right, yeah. You know, my wallet is so thick. Right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm balling, like, you know, right. big my, time. Mine's full of, like, Home Depot receipts and, like, one $1 off, $1 off, like, milkshake coupons from chick-fil-a because they didn't give me enough chicken nuggets for my kid or some shit mine's like you know uh non not yet redeemed scratch off tickets and <laughs> i couldn't think of anything else and like a wendy's frosty thing that you show to get a 99 percent frosty right yeah like i have a subway punch right. card from like <laughs> from, from like 2008 that's right. One of these days, I'm going to eat those other five sandwiches <laughs> yeah. and get get one six inch sandwich for free. <laughs> Meatball marinara, man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you got to get. Uh, uh, remember when they used to have the horseradish sauce? No, that was the best sauce at Subway. Was the horseradish sauce? I never had horseradish sauce. So you're, you're missing out. Not a big fan of horseradish. Actually, horseradish sauce is awesome. I have it at my house. It's like the only condiment I use. Mm. I raw dog everything else. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you're married. I didn't think you used condiments. <laughs> <laughs> Only when it's spicy <laughs> like and hot, like horseradish. Oh, man. So, so Kim's then, driving. Yeah, we spent I the, totally thought they were going to set up another car wreck. Yeah, I was just going to say, we, we spent the <laughs> next probably 20 seconds waiting for another car wreck to mm-hmm. happen because she's talking on the phone. It's all super casual. And the yep. first one was so jarring. Right, it just seemed like that's where they were going, but they didn't. It turns out she turns around, and she's just determined to show Mr. Aker that she's a good person. 
And it answers my question of what the hell was she looking at in the rearview mirror? Turns out it was nothing. She was just looking back in the direction of the guy. Because mm-hmm. the whole time I'm like, who's following her? Right. You know, is he following her? Yeah, I guess I guess it was another classic example. We thought something more epic and crazy was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it just turns out it was just something meaningful. Right. <laughs> meaningful she, and poignant. It's like she just she tried to help somebody because that's what she does. Right. And then it just eats her eats a, eats away at her more because uh he is not having the gesture at all. No, he 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 uh he doesn't believe her. We totally thought too when she was up at the hot like she broke and entered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then she knocked on the door. And we totally thought that like uh there was gonna be something that like like drove him to suicide or something. Yeah, like she's walking something up and on then a... just like that would just like destroy the rest of her yeah, life. Like he's that. in the house kicking a lantern over or... mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, to his credit, he heard her spiel. Mm-hmm. And it was just kinda like, well, say anything you want, or you'll say anything to get what you want. Mm-hmm. And then just like shut the door in her face. And she was totally honest. Like I went through this and i'm not who you think i am and mm-hmm. like i can't relate but i kind of can relate and i'm just trying to help you out i'm looking out for your best interest right. because you're gonna end up on the street and uh it's like it's like kim's the ice cream cone mm. of justice <laughs> and all the ants is all the negative negativity that well you gotta you gotta think emotionally she's going crazy. through a lot right now right because she she doesn't necessarily she isn't necessarily happy with saul Mm-mm. slash jimmy right so there's a mm-hmm. lot of tension there mm-hmm. she feels completely unfulfilled by her you know uh mesa verde work mesa verde remember they 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 pay the bills or however right. it was stated to her right that's what rich said yeah fucking rich man right mm-hmm. and then this guy calls her out and basically tells her that she's full of shit <laughs> right you know when when you're trying to be honest you and, know i hate uh, to say it dave maybe nothing tragic happens for years, you've been saying something tragic is going to happen to Kim. Maybe nothing tragic happens. Maybe she just has an epiphany and one day just. Deep down, that's what I really think. That she'll just have an epiphany. There will be like a big emotional solilo- sol- soliloquy. Yeah. Soliloquy? Yeah. Yes. And that's it. And then she just leaves. And she just leaves. She just rides off into the sunset like shit. Which will probably be the moment that like uh, Jimmy really just kind of stops giving a fuck. You know, then- that's actually a really good theory. I think we've actually. Discussed this theory before mm-hmm. that it, you know, the Kim dying thing is a joke, and she will just end up leaving, which is why he's got this thing about it'll Kansas City, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe she went back home and she just decides like I hate Albuquerque, I hate the desert, I'm tired of the heat, where I want some snow, I want something green, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a melting ice cream cone on the sidewalk, and all these ants are driving me crazy. <laughs> I just I'm gonna go, and then then that breaks that breaks Jimmy. Like, that's it. Like, that's the end of Jimmy McGill. Yep. That's what I'm she going with. She takes Jimmy McGill with her. That's what I'm going with, man. And now now Gene, he just wants Jimmy back. So he's on a quest to go get Jimmy back mm-hmm. from Kim. It'd be awesome if that was completely anticlimactic and he just turns himself into <laughs> authorities. <laughs> like, he's like, I'll like, fuck it. I'm going to take care of it myself. And then he just goes, turns himself in. He's just like, you know what? You've been looking for me. I'm tired of running. But if they did that, it would be like one of those things where like after he turned himself in, such a weight would be relieved off his shoulder after like living, you know, probably close to like two decades under all this shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it'd probably just be like one of those things where it'd be like panning out with him sitting there in the prison bench smiling and then pans out past the, past the jail bars. 
mm-hmm. and you just see like all this chaos going on or these prisoners like muddling around and maybe arguing with the COs. But Saul's just happy because he he's uh, he's finally free, even though he's locked up. He's finally free. That's the alternate ending to El Camino, by the way. That's why I thought we talked. I think we talked about that in the wrap up. That's the alternate ending to El Camino. That yeah, oh, Jesse that. goes to jail, but he's finally free. Like yeah, like it was gonna be. That was the ending to El Camino. That that might have been where I, I got the idea. Wrote, yeah. But Is either it, either way, it's, I I would like it better for Saul because because yeah. then it like it's like one of them bittersweet things because it's like everything he tried to avoid. Is the one thing that he actually needed. And then the last scene is him receiving a cake with a file in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then they have a food orgy. <laughs> <laughs> they have a food orgy. Which is not, you know, it. I don't feel the food orgies this year were as tastefully done as in past seasons either. No. <laughs> no, they're actually, of, kind of, they're actually kind of more violent than I, than I like them to be. Yeah, they need yeah. to tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> we see Gus and Nacho just hanging out near the electrical grid. You know, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. They're recharging the batteries, if you will. Right, yeah. Having a having a chit-chat. So I still, okay, so you were going to explain this to me. So I'm still yeah. not all that clear of what, what's going on, right? So, like, the Salamancas are, are trying to set up Gus? The Salamancas are trying to set up Gus. Okay. Right? They're going to lead the DEA on the trail to Los Poyos Hermanos. Mm-hmm. So it's going to show them where the dead drops are. Right. So then when... Then Tyrus decides to shut it down, and Gus says, no, you can't shut it down. Because if there's no money in the dead drops, Salamancas are going to know that somebody's a rat, and somebody's setting them up, which is Nacho. Yeah. So to keep Nacho from being exposed, you can't let your opponent know that you're on to him. Mm-hmm. This is all part of the long con. Gotcha. Cost of doing business. Right. So... But so Nacho told him, so now Gus knows Gus still knows Salamanca's trying to set him up. So he can still do something about it without the DEA knowing, because now they have a man on the inside of the DEA mm-hmm. through Nacho. Okay. Makes sense. Follow me? Yes, I think so. That's how I understand it. Yeah. Could be wrong. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess we have a bunch of episodes and stuff to go. I was just trying to think, figure out because now, now that there's a definitive end, it's like now, now it's limited time for them to get <laughs> to the series where, right, the whole Saul in the desert and he blames it on Nacho and Lalo, right, or, or whatever he's blaming on them, whatever his misunderstanding with the other two are could be anything. Yeah, honestly, by then you know because yeah. he's obviously getting intertwined with them and it's getting deeper and deeper, but. I mean, you know they don't take down Los Poyos Hermanos because that's a big part of Breaking Bad. Yeah. And the Salamancas. I feel like somebody's got to die soon. Yeah, it's been a while. No, it hasn't. It's been three episodes. Yeah, but <laughs> doesn't Werner somebody just usually die towards the... Werner just got off three episodes ago, man. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. All right. Well... Either way, so I I think this episode like not a lot of like mini details and stuff, a lot of foundational stuff. But I I, I this episode was way more engrossing than the last one. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird because there was way more to watch in the previous episode, right? But this one was way more engrossing. We, we didn't get to the last scene. Kim shows up, little role reversal. Little, oh little, yeah 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 yeah. Little, they're on the balcony, like 
that's what I meant, like the original comment about full circle. Because mm-hmm. this goes harkens back to like the first episode where they're sharing the cigarette. Yeah, they, they have some common ground. Mm-hmm. They're both feeling a little dejected. They right. both had these big plans yesterday that are now the exact opposite today. Mm-hmm. So they're just having some beers. They start chucking beer bottles off the balcony like they're Brian from It's All Good Man in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that cathartic? Yeah. I've never done it. It's, it's pretty fun. I was hoping they would hit a car because the way that the camera angle kind of went up. Because mm-hmm. the first few throws were like really bad. <laughs> Yeah. They were like terrible throws. And then as they were getting more and more into it, I was kind of, because it eventually happened. I was like, somebody's obviously going to turn on a light or yell at them. And then like little kids are going to scamper off, like laughing that they did mm-hmm. something they shouldn't be doing. But I was just kind of hoping that like, you just hear like the thunk, like it hit a car, <laughs> which would be classic. Everybody does it. But like, mm-hmm. of course you would have to have classic, like car alarms that people have. Yeah. And then like the, the cat screeching, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So exactly. overall, I, I really, 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 um, really, really enjoyed the episode. It's just yes. like one of those weird conundrums that only Better Call Saul could pull off where not that much really happens in comparison to the previous episode, but right. it could still somehow be better than the previous episode. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. what they do, man. And it was like, it was like also another one of those episodes where it was like simultaneously, I was thinking, man, this is a long ass episode. And like short at the same time. Right. Like I was like, man, this is a long ass episode. And then I was thinking, but there's gotta be more to it. Right. And they didn't have that, that really long shot or that, like that one very interesting cinematic risk that they like to take in a lot of episodes. This mm-hmm. was, this was void of that. Yeah. Although the, some of the camera angles are still cool. Cause that's like their signature. Like when they're showing Hank and uh, Gomez through the locker. Yeah. You know, so it's like, <laughs> So it's almost like you're eavesdropping on their conversation. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good episode. Very good episode. Looking forward to episode four. Mm-hmm. Thought of what, Brian? Namaste. Oh, crap. They're going to introduce a yogi into this one? Maybe. Mariska or, Hargaday. Mariska I like to Hargaday. think it was like Dalsam from Street Fighter Two makes an appearance. Hmm. Very possible. Slaps Mike from across the bar. <laughs> Take it down. Right. Take it down. <laughs> oh, Mike does have to go to the back to the bar to get his keys out of the register. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what if he walks back and that dude is still laying on the sidewalk? <laughs> like with his arm all twisted. He's just left them. There was like six of them. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm the leader of the gang now. And then like the next <laughs> in line just hops in. Mike is now the new leader of the gang. Like he comes yeah, back Mike, and Mike all, now has a They're all just milling about because they lost their leader. So mm-hmm, he right. comes back, he's just like, <laughs> like, no, you took out the leader. You're the new leader. Right, yeah. Like, where are we going? He's like old. they show up at his house, yeah. like just waiting for directions. Yeah, just like, <laughs> Standing outside the door. What do you want us to do? <laughs> <laughs> and then they go build the rest of the underground heroin. Well, I was just, I thought you said they go build Thing. the rest of Kaylee's treehouse. Right, yeah. Well, they got to get it done. I mean, <laughs> you know, someone's got to straighten out that, that foot scuff pad. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you don't want, just you, don't talk about Maddie. Yeah. You don't, you don't want shoddy uh, craftsmanship sitting in their backyard for right. five years before it weather rots and then you regret building it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're talking from experience. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Overall. Uh, good episode. Can't wait till episode four. 
We're going to have to get together uh, sometime early next week. We'll do another preview of the prior, so make sure to get your comments and tell us why we're wrong uh, or silly or stupid or completely spot on. But let's face it, that almost never happens. You can hit us up at Twitter at ISGM Podcast. <laughs> and uh, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or uh, you can email us at nothingimportantpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, Dave. Call us idiots, call us geniuses, whatever. Just call us. It's all good, man.